travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the music. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody wang chung tonight. The movies. I'll have what she's having. And the parties. No one in my family ever drinks. That's great. You probably never run out of ice your whole life. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears. And Brad in L.A. And today we make multiple time jumps. Back to 2006 and back to 1982. Both times to honor Michael Jackson's album Thriller on its 35th anniversary. Hi, this is Michael Jackson. And this is Vincent Price inviting you to The the Thriller. Don't forget, Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Podcast Network. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and the CLNS Media mobile app. By the way, the all-new CLNS Media website has launched at clnsmedia.com. clnsmedia.com is now the home of this podcast and 40-plus other podcasts and vidcasts in the world of sports, finance, comedy, and lifestyles. I guess we're the lifestyle, right, Brad? I I think so, because our life is very stylish. (laughs) We are so excited to have our show featured on the new CLNS Media website. Support our network by checking out this podcast at clnsmedia.com. That's clnsmedia.com. So uh, let me explain what's going on here. Back in 2006, Stuck in 80s was one year old. Oh, so cute. And for the 49th episode, uh, myself, Sean Daly, and Kathy Wass, we recorded a tribute to Michael Jackson's Thriller album. We just started doing a series about, you know, epic albums of the 80s. Yeah. I was going to ask what the why you did it then because it was in the summer. And it's not like there was a big anniversary. I, not that you really need an excuse to do a show on Thriller if you're right. an 80s podcast. Well, keep in mind, we were, we were one year old at that point. We didn't know how much longer we were going to be around. <laughs> yeah, well, let's, let's do, we'll do a single show on a single album and right. we'll have some stories to tell. So we did uh, Thriller. I know we did Police Synchronicity. Yeah. I think we did Genesis Invisible Touch, maybe. And basically, any album that we had a personal story that we could wrap around. Because back then, I thought it was critical to the formula of the show that any topic we talked about, we had to have a personal story to tie into. Mm-hmm. So Funny. So anyway, it does help. I mean, and this is back to what we were talking about earlier. I mean, it connects us to the material and it connects the listeners to it too. Sure. Sure. So Michael Jackson only lived three more years from the time you recorded this original show. How do you think his legacy has changed since then? You know, I mean, all the uh, rumors and accusations about abuse and stuff like that had already kind of started at, at that time. Mm-hmm. We'd, we'd already kind of like navigated through them. The yeah. only thing that was really left, I believe, was you know the way he w- would end things. You know, with the overdose, yeah, of you know the drugs and stuff like that. And, and you know, that's kind of murky in itself. We didn't do a tribute show when he died. It's it's very rare. But we 
I remember talking to Sean and Kathy at the time and saying, I think that the thriller podcast stands on its own and we don't need to. Yeah. I do remember Sean talking about it though, because I remember this has always stuck with me that, you know, there was at the time there was a bit of a cloud over Michael Jackson. I mean, he'd kind of turned into a a circus act in some ways for better, for worse. I don't say that to be cruel, but you know, what I remember Sean saying is that they were at, you know, he was at a party with his neighbors and all the kids were there and the adults all kind of were looking at each other like, well, can we put this music on? And they put on, you know, off the wall and thriller and kind of able to enjoy it again because now you're just remembering them and you could remember him from those days. Sure. So we sat down back in July of 2006 and we, we recorded this show and I remember at the time when we were finished thinking this was one of the first times I really felt good about a podcast that we had done. Like I thought we did a great job of being funny and sharing stories and giving people a lot of trivia about the making of the album. Um, Yeah. There's a ton in there. There is a ton in there and it's a lot, a lot of good stories. And it's, I think it was a lot more conversational than you and I usually manage and which is probably easier because you're all in the same room. Right. Yeah. We were all in the same room. We were all in the podcast studio back on the, fourth floor of the St. Pete Times building in downtown St. Pete. The show's only 32 minutes long. We're going to play it for you in its entirety. At times, it's going to feel like a data dump because there, there's no... <laughs> in those days, we didn't really... We had sort of some notes in front of us, but for the most part, we we studied, we memorized, and then we just went... Rah! You went flop down on the couch and just started talking. Right, right. So some of the more amusing things, there's a story about uh, where... Sean references my knuckle-haired pursuit of women. That was a big thing from the old days. You'll hear the seggies. There is only one seggy at this point in time. It's named that 80s tune. It's kind Nameless, of... Nameless. <laughs> transitionless. It, it just has no... There's no intro to it whatsoever. It's just the weirdest thing in the world. But you'll recognize it when you get there. Yeah, you'll yeah. Recognize you'll like, it. Oh, okay. But, but it's like we play a clip of the song, but then we don't play the full clip afterwards. I mean, fans of the show will notice little subtle differences between how we did it 11 years ago and how we do it today. (laughs) Anyway, like the album itself, there's no reason to try to top a masterpiece. So we'll give you the podcast as it was recorded 11 years ago. Uh, We hope you enjoy it and we'll be back again next week. Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the bravado. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh, uh, uh. The bosses. You're a sexist, egotistical, lying, hypocritical bigot. So I have a few faults. Who doesn't? Is that any reason to kill me? And the beverages. I'm a little slow today. I just switched to Sanka, so have a heart. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Stuck in the 80s time. All right. Are you ready? Are you psyched? I am. I am. This is Steve Spears from TampaBay.com. Hey, my, it's Sean. Oh, sorry. It's Sean Seto friend. <laughs> Sean Daly, the pop music critic from the St. Pete Times. And I'm so excited to be here. I'm only wearing a one white glove and nothing else. And, and we're not going to tell you where the glove is. <laughs> well, but I'm waving at you. And I'm not using my hands. <laughs> And I'm, I'm sitting here next to my uh, my talented, lovely co-host. Say say hi to everybody. Hello, it's Kathy Wass, news researcher at St. Petersburg Times. All right, and today is thriller. It's all about MJ. We're all really really excited. 
I'm very hyper. It's yeah. It's time for we said last week. Let's talk about some of the defining albums of the '80s. And if this isn't one, then there aren't any. How many albums sold now um, worldwide? Let's give them the worldwide. Worldwide, number. it's there's some dispute. It's over 50 million. Some people think closer to 60, 60 million. 60 million. In the 10 US, million albums between friends. And yes. Them. And we talked at to- one point during the height. They said it sold a million copies a week. God. That's crazy. And, I mean, we'll talk about this later, too, but, I mean, the album was huge for almost two years. Yeah. Like, wasn't the album came out, and then, like, a year and a half, the actual Thriller video, which we'll discuss, came out, too. It came out exactly, like, a year after. That's crazy. The video, which was huge. And it was just, it was kind of, it was brilliant about it, how they just, they slowly, they just released hits, and these things would reach, like, maximum radio capacity, and then, boom, they hit you with another one. But this is one of those albums that I owned on tape, vinyl, and CD. I, can I think only, we talked about I can last week. I can only vouch for tape up until last weekend when I finally bought it on CD. Yeah, you bought the deluxe um, special edition. Special edition. <laughs> that's that's yes, like some of that, exactly. too. Actually, with a rare some, cut. The you rare... heard some of that already because that little intro with uh, Vincent Price and Michael Jackson was courtesy of the uh, special edition CD. Oh, okay. Do you think they were in the same room when they recorded that? Like, hee, 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 stop it, Vincent. They were, they were. Vincent oh. has gas. You know, they just like <laughs> the little prankster guy things. <laughs> Don't touch me there. Uh, so anyway, yeah. <laughs> that was Vincent. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, I'm pumped. I love this album. The thing about Michael is that uh, you know I'm a, I've talked about him on my blog and I, I, I've written about him. And I'm, I'm a big fan of Michael Jackson, but the Michael Jackson we're going to talk about today has absolutely no relation, at least in my head, Too with the Michael Jackson that's crazy. scampering about Bahrain, you know, dressed as a woman or doing whatever. So it's two different people. Is it the same yeah. with you guys? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. When I picked up the album. Uh, it doesn't even. It doesn't even look like Michael. It oh look no, like Michael. because Michael still has a nose at this point. I mean, it's but, hard to imagine he ever looked like a normal human being. I know. You know, and I have a picture of him here from. I believe this is the uh, either the Beat It video or the Thriller video, right, yeah. and doesn't it look like compared to already. He's like already he had, changed. Doesn't he look like he's oh, already yeah. changed? Like the nose. Oh yeah, the nose. As if the nose is a little wider on the Thriller. Yeah. Cover, oh, oh, and then, then when you look at Off the Wall, it. Oh the yeah. Back cover. It doesn't even. Look and, like you know him. what year was Off the Wall? That might have been. 79. Was it 79? Because that's a great album, too. But we're we're stuck in the 80s. We're not stuck stuck in the the 70s. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, so Michael Jackson, I'm a big fan. And, you know, of course, I review a lot of shows and stuff. And when I go to a club show, uh, and there's a DJ there, without fail, the DJ will play some extended rave up of Wanna Be Starting Something, which is my favorite song off of Thriller. And I just think it's great. No, you're not a big fan, Steve, of Wanna Be Starting Something. But. It's like the lights go down and nobody's like, ooh, Michael Jackson, weird. When one of you starting something comes on, people just, you know, I'm going to say Mama Sai, Mama Husa. I'm saying Mama Sai, Mama Husa. And people are going nuts and like taking off clothes and stuff. I'm telling you, it's like a totally different vibe. You want to hear it? Because hip hoppers and R&B people, they love one of you starting something. Yeah, give me some of that. My one white glove that I'm wearing was going nuts during that song. <laughs> did, did you ever see, uh, get a chance to see, has anyone here ever seen Puppies. Michael Jackson live in concert? No. no. But, the, uh, but would the you want Michael, to? Even back then, it's like, I mean, when he did his moonwalk thing on the Motown special. Oh, yeah. Which is really exciting, but he was lip syncing the song. Yeah. Right. Like, he's a notorious lip syncer. Yes. Well, yeah. Him and, yeah. and Janet, too. And Janet, too. Yeah. So um, They're all about the dancing. I don't think I, would, I don't think I ever really wanted, even as much as I liked him during Thriller, I don't think I ever really wanted to see him live. Because he he had the, it was always a stadium show and it was always oh yeah seventy thousand screaming people watching this little guy 
dance and lip sync. And, and I, I think I, I that you say screaming. For that. I think you say you know you say screaming. I think that's akin to what it was probably like to go see the Beatles. You know, maybe yeah, I'm overstating right. things a little bit, but no, imagine you've seen Michael Jackson in 1982, 83. But um, but you know, I was 12 years old when Thriller came out. And uh, you know, I was I got all I got lost in the hype too. I never wore the white yeah. what, the white glove, and I never did any weird Michael stuff with all the zippery jackets. Oh yeah, oh, but I'm the zippery the zipper jacket. You had to go to Chess King to buy those. Oh god, yeah. Chess King! I hated those. Well, Chess I had a King friend kids. who did buy all that stuff. And uh, was the fr- your friend's name Steve Spears? <laughs> <laughs> it's the same friend of mine who did the uh, Asia podcast with me, John Sharp. <laughs> you guys must have uh, real went, babe. The, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he had the red Woo. leather jacket, and he had a. A silver leather jacket and all that fun stuff. He was. Oh, he, he, Mike, he, he oh. adopted it. I'm still mad at Michael about that fashion faux pas. The, Let me ask oh, you this: Did glove. you ever try uh, moon dancing? Moon walking? Moon walking? Moon what dancing? I call it? Moon dancing. Oh. Is that Morrison? like what I'm getting? No. <laughs> He's kind of like a hippie man, Morrison. Uh, moon walking? Sure, I've tried to bust out some moon walks every now and then. You hate yourself you do it? for saying Could moon dancing. Though. I'll hate myself forever. <laughs> Um, I have to have have right Can you give us a little sum right now? No, nah, because you have to have the right shoes for it. You have to have like the smooth salt shoes. You spent a lot of time trying to. So when girls want to ask you to dance, <laughs> like the high school dance, you're like, I don't have the right the, shoes. I'll, I'll go on record and say the only time I ever danced in high school was um, slam dancing at Sky Feathers. Oh yeah, which What's is a Sky Feathers. Oh, it's a Sky teen Feathers. Dance, it's a teen, da- teen dance club here in no booze in Florida. No, no booze. But, but they snuck in the parking lot. In the parking yeah, everyone yeah. got drunk. And uh, Did you guys ever drink Mad Dog? MD oh yeah, Plan in college. Orange Jubilee. Mainly college. But then uh, the only other no, time I would good. dance would that's be good. the slow songs. Yeah, is that you, you just do your grab Steve their waist Spears. and just start, <laughs> Steve, start but, but, he was, but he was wearing the Michael Jackson. Your zippers are hurting me. Uh, oh, so anyway, that's but, a picture I need to get. So out I, when I was twelve years old, and I was in what's that? When you're twelve, it's about fifth grade, sixth grade, maybe. It had to be one of the two. And you know, when the high school, every Friday or like every other Friday, there's the uh, the dance. You know, your parents dump you off the yeah. dance, and you go, and everyone's bu- a bunch of wallflowers. And I remember, you know, uh, Julie Rothrow was my crush. Crush, and uh, I lived in Westford, Massachusetts. And our Julie and I dance into a, a Def Leppard song, but one of them that starts slow. Well, because he only had in. one arm, so they were all slow. No, I think the guy the drummer saw it. I, no, I think the drummer had, had both arms back then. But anyway, I you know it, it was. Uh, but but I remember once at one dance they threw on the lights. Everyone's like you know kind of squinting from the glare, and they're like, "We have a special presentation." <laughs> oh no! Rob Rains, who's this kind of uh, small, like wiry, uh, uh, redheaded kid. <laughs> Rob Rains has a special dance performance. <laughs> and everyone's like, what the hell? And Rains was kind of quiet, didn't really have a lot of friends, but this is his moment to shine, oh, you know? His 15 He's like minutes. 12, 13 years old. And so all of a sudden, you know, like uh, Billy Jean kicks in, and Rob Rains comes out in the, in, the, in the zippery jacket and the one white glove, and he starts doing this dance to, to Billy Jean. And everyone's like, what the heck is, is Reigns doing, you know? But slowly we realize that this kid's dying out there. He's just kind of dancing, not really doing a lot of good moves. And everyone kind of gathered around Rob Reigns and started clapping, you know? And eventually it was over and everyone kind of patted on the back and the kid just went off by himself again. Like, that was his, his you know, his oh, moment of fame. And uh, wow. I guarantee that Rob Reigns drinks a little bit more than he should these days, <laughs> basically because of that and he, memory. And he flashes back yeah. to that moment. So anyway, I don't, you know. So, wow, but, that but takes a lot of guts. Reigns. Yeah, but that's how much people love Michael Jackson yeah. back then. Wow. But God, I'll never forget that Rob Reigns. And he could basically only do the, he's going to like hunch <laughs> his shoulders up and down. Wasn't a particularly he good move. but Was Michael already grabbing the crotch too at that point? 
Well, Crotch was was bad. Uh, no, Crotch okay. was from bad. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think in so not uh, Thriller, yet. he was still Crotch, yeah. Crotch free. free. But anyway, I love Beat It. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I love the yeah. That's an interesting segue. <laughs> Eddie Van Halen. Uh, Eddie so Van long, Halen. I, listen, I know. I, nice knowing you. <laughs> I listened to uh, Beat It on the way in. From work today, and uh, it's a good guitar solo for many. It is. Interesting story about that, because um, they wanted that song, the Beat It song, Quincy Jones pushed for it, for the album, because he felt it needed you know, a rock tune to kind of set yeah. off all the other more poppy, slow songs, yeah. and they came up with Beat It, and he wanted a really hot guitar solo, and someone said, you know, you should call Eddie Van Halen. So Quincy Jones calls him, says, hey, you know, Eddie, this is Quincy Jones. And Eddie starts cursing him out and just slams the phone down. And what? Yeah. Didn't believe it was Quincy Jones. Oh, didn't believe thought someone like Calls why him, would so, why would Quincy be Quin- calling me yeah, Eddie Van Halen? Exactly. Well Eddie Van And Eddie handled it in the right way by lambasting the man yeah. with uh, so, effective. But Quincy's the man, so Quincy calls him back two more times and you know, keeps trying to get him on the phone. <laughs> Eddie keeps cursing Early him. Early in the morning, perhaps, yeah. <laughs> before he's... And he keeps, uh, you know, keeps cur- cursing him out and slamming down the phone. Finally, he had to go through like an intermediary to say, you know, there is Quincy Jones really is trying to call you. <laughs> and so he finally did get through to him, and you know, Eddie was real you know, apologetic and, and ha- more than happy to do the solo. Turns out that solo actually was one of the reasons that kind of led to the breakup of Van Halen because uh, David Lee Roth was not happy about Eddie doing that oh. and uh, started a little rift between them that would wow. eventually dissolve. Yeah, two more years, right? And Van yeah. Halen was right. Done. So that was the beginning of the end, really, for Van Halen. Now Eddie is in the video, right? Does Eddie show up? In no. The, in the beat of video because I know there's a guitar part but don't they kind of wheel some dude in is it Eddie who does it or is he like up in the raft or no, he's, he's not that's... he's not because I just watched the video yesterday he's not in it no, no. did you really watch the video I yesterday? did really watch did research? the video I did I watched so that and Billie Jean and Thriller uh, again hey, can, I, can I interrupt something with the Billie Jean I, I have never thought that, that was a very good video I never really thought it was a very good song what really what can we can no. I, look, we'll tell you what the beat of Billie Jean, I mean, it's kind of everybody in right. hip hop and, and R and B has been trying to I know, you know, find I just, that I same beat. Yeah. Never, just like there's some songs by the Police, like "Every Breath You Take." <gasps> take I, that back! I don't that, like that is just wrong. You can't say that. I don't, I've never liked that either. But uh, and that's considered to be a, a groundbreaking video, and I don't get it either. You, the video is fine, but I, I'm defending the song here. The, well, let's yeah. listen and give it another shot. He's saying the chair is not my I son. I know. I was just going to say the that. The chair, I know, but it the always sounded like the chair son. is not my son. <laughs> Supposedly, this is based on a real-life stalking incident with him, oh. too, where and a woman was claiming that Michael Jackson was the father of one of her twins. 
One of her twins. One of her twins. That should be the dead giveaway that maybe yes. she's not playing with a full deck. And the yeah. other father was Prince. The other father <laughs> was enough. Prince. So, well, I still, I still don't like the song. Oh, you know, I. By the way, I say, Rob Rains danced to Billie Jean. What did oh. I say Rob Rains danced Billie to? Jean. Billie Jean. Oh, okay. That's what you said. Um, I mean, originally, this joke. song, I think uh, Quincy Jones wanted to be Not My Lover because he was afraid that people would confuse this Billie Jean with Billie Jean King. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure we knew (laughs) that Michael and Billie Jean weren't together. Actually, the whole album was supposed to be called Starlight and not Thriller. Yeah. Starlight. Starlight Starlight was the name of the song, the the title song for the album. And they finally just ditched it. They didn't like the sound of it. They went back and they said, you know what? Let's write a song. Let's write a dance song with a horror theme to yeah. it. And that's what they asked for. And they're like, okay, well. Now, who was saying that? Quincy Jones was saying, let's do that? I, th- I think Quincy, yeah, Quincy and, and Michael. I think Michael. I think Michael, Michael too. Like, can you imagine we'd all be sitting here doing our Starlight episode? Starlight episode. No. God, Starlight. Now what? Oh, man. Now Michael that's Michael wrote Billie Jean. Michael wrote Beat It. He Michael wrote... did not write Thriller. No, Rod he Temperton. did not. Right. Disco Fusion producer King. Yes. Rod Temperton. He wrote part of uh, PYT, but I think it got redone with James yeah. Ingram. Yeah, James Jones. Ingram. Yeah. The great James Ingram. Just once. <laughs> and uh, Quincy Jones wrote PYT. Yeah. yeah. And who, um, the PYT's backup singers, can you name two of them? And PYT? Janet. Janet Jackson was one. And? LaToya. So your favorite song on the album is? Human Nature. And Human Nature's a great one. Still a, holds up today. You want a Human Nature story? Yeah, about you. <laughs> if we exploring must. your own human nature. Uh, no, it's 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 not it's not that great of a story. But uh, <laughs> but the, he's going to tell us anyway. I have no choice. Your stories are always good. No, they're not. They always pale in comparison to you and some topless Swedish girl. <laughs> I'll try to sneak that in. The, I probably uh, should done with beat it. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> help me! You know what? You guys make it worse. You make it worse. <laughs> Nothing I've said has been bad at all. The censors can't touch me. All right, let's go, Human Nature, the, uh, boy. Human Nature was the song that uh, I remember playing. I was on a date with this girl that was going to – What's Liz. her name? Liz. Yeah, that's Liz. all you're getting. Liz was – she had just asked me out to her prom. What? Uh, could she you went to set this? Pool. What year is this? By, uh, by I, the way, everybody, well, real quick. Steve Spears' birthday was on Monday. Yes. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Steve. Observed around the world yeah. in total silence. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, happy birthday. So 1983, Thanks. you and Liz were on a date. On a date. And we're coming back to her mom's house. Where to, were you? I don't know. We probably went to a pizza place and a movie. That was, that was my standard. Uh, pizza in the movie? Pizza, pizza in the movie. And then you go in for the kill? Yeah. <laughs> what uh, movie did you see that? I, I don't think. remember. Sean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. I could try to call her, but I don't think she's around anymore. But the uh, come back to her place. And, and this is a girl that is completely out of my league. And I think the really the only reason she asked me is hot. Yeah, she's really hot, smart. So I'm dropping her off her house, and we're playing um, my tape of Thriller in there. And Human Nature comes on, and that's it was just the song where I moved in for the kill. And uh, so we're uh, leaning up against her car. I think I started making out. It was one of only two times in my You're life. You're out of the car now. Yeah, you get ready to walk her through against the door. it. Yeah. Like a white snake video? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was actually Tawny Katane. <laughs> oh, that would be nice. Yeah. And uh, it was only one, one, only one of two times in my life I remember seeing fireworks, you know, when you when you kiss somebody. Wow. Oh, Jesus. Well, all right. Let's play it's, it's Human, human nature. nature. And as it's playing, picture Steve Spears' hairy, knuckly fingers kind of descending upon you <laughs> in a hot makeout session. If this town is just an apple. Take a 
chose that clip just because I like the line, if this town is an apple, apple. then let me take it I imagine right. what you yeah. did during that makeup session. <laughs> exactly. She was probably wincing, like, yeah, I hate this part. No, no. Go to a happy place. <laughs> happy place. Back to the loving place. <laughs> At least it got fast forward to PYT. <laughs> um, you know, human nature, human nature might be... Uh, the most clever song on the album. Yeah. It's really the fact that it works so well, but it's kind of this weird. Oh yeah, I like structure it. To the, it's a great song. It is a great Not song. written by Michael Jackson, though. Written by oh. uh, Steve Percaro, I believe, of the band Toto. Sweet. Oh, and Toto. John Bettis, who also might be in Toto, but I'm sorry, I don't know. But Steve Percaro and John Bettis. But Human Nature is really a smart song. I mean, this whole album basically holds up. You don't really listen to it and say. Wow, this sounds 23 years old. Right. No. I can't tell you. It's also I one of the c- most sampled songs from this album. Oh, really? You'll Human see a lot of... Uh, right. If you look at lists of songs that have been sampled from this album, that is really high on the list. I think about 10 or 12 rap artists have used parts of that song in future years. Now, I wonder if it's easier to get sampling rights to that because it was written by somebody else and because it was copywritten by Picard Music. But... Um, by the way, just a little trivia. Can you sing any of The Lady in My Life, the last track on No, Thriller? and I just listened to this album yesterday, and I can't even sing it. No. I don't remember. The other song I don't really know that well is Baby Be Mine. Mm, yeah, I don't really know that one either. Nine tracks on Thriller. I think all albums and, should be nine or nine ten Nine tracks, tracks, seven of them were hits. Seven hits. Seven. It's, there's only three albums that have had seven hits like that. It was Bruce. I know Bruce Springsteen and oh, uh, born in the USA, born in the USA, and Janet, Janet Uh, Jackson. Yeah, for uh, control. What's Rhythm Nation? Rhythm Rhythm Nation. Nation. No, seven. Yeah. Yeah. When you say hits, are we saying like top ten? Top ten. Yeah. Yeah. Now, one song that was left off this album to make room for Human Nature. Human Nature was not originally going to be a song on this album, and uh, they had already penned another song and recorded it called Carousel. Circus Girl. Circus Girl. Carousel. That was actually the alternate title for wow. it, too. And Circus, Circus Girl? Girl? It was. I'm not <laughs> and JoJo the Dog Face Girl? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was actually, uh, it sounds I, like it's a sitcom uh, theme song, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. But you know no, what? It it's not awful. No. It's not great, but it's probably better than anything that's been on. It's not better than he's... Human Nature. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. It doesn't, no. Des- it doesn't b- deserve to be on Thriller, but, but maybe it probably would have been the best song on that Invincible lousy yeah. thing, that last thing he did. But it just all had a sound to it, you know. Yeah. Anyway, we talk about the, we talk about That's the seven. Cool. Hits. <laughs> Did you notice the circus girl ran away? The circus girl yeah, was afraid scampered. of Michael. Why is the circus girl on the carousel to begin with? Uh, I don't know. The, if she was at Neverland. I think we talk know. about the Ooh, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, right. Neverland. God, I'm really proud of us, though. We have not. We've really treated him with respect. I know. Well, he so. deserves it for this album. He does. We compartmentalized. You know, so Rolling Stone magazine put out their list of I think 500 greatest albums of all time, and yeah. this one ranked only number 20. 20. 20. Well, it's number one. I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> By the way, I'm furious about that list because ACDC Back in Black was like 76. Well, it's like, you know, how would that be? It's like nah. one of the greatest albums of all time. What would you think would be the number one? Uh, I know them. Uh, no, it was uh, uh, what they pick, uh, like Abbey Road or something. Sergeant yeah. Pepper. Sergeant Pepper. Sergeant Pepper. Pepper. I was going to yeah, say Beatles. Dylan, number sure two is Pet Sounds. Oh, Pet sounds. well, uh, yeah. Dylan's Highway 61. Oh, Highway 61 on there. That was on there in the top. 
top ten. We have the Clash, London Calling. They always put on that. Rolling Stone mm-hmm. does the same things. But twenty, that's a little high. Pop quiz. Does anyone know the first single that was released off this album? You know, I do know, and it, it's just ridiculous. But uh, I believe it was "The Girl Is Mine," the duet Paul McCartney, which yeah. is a truly heinous song. <laughs> oh, it's it hyenas. Is. It is hyenas. Ooh. But yes. I love, I love the part towards the end where they start, uh, where Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson start bantering back and forth. Bantering. Michael, we're not going to fight about this, okay? Paul, I think I told you. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Uh, I've heard it all before, Michael. She told me that I'm her forever lover, you know. Don't you remember? Well, after loving me, uh, she said she couldn't love another. That what she said? Yeah, she said it. You keep dreaming. I don't believe... You know what would be great if Vincent Price all of a sudden broke it? like... said, she's yeah. mine. <laughs> Vincent wants some nucky. <laughs> I'm a lover, not a fighter. That's br- That's really funny. That's yeah. a great, great clip. That, that that clip alone is worth the price of admission for this album. Yeah, yeah that is really, really funny. And this podcast. And this podcast. Yeah. You know, what's um, funny, you mentioned Vincent we, Price, but Vincent... Um, only appears because he was friends with Quincy Jones's wife. It's crazy. And oh, so they called so him up that. and asked him if he'd be willing to do it. And he said, sure. And he came in and they didn't even write his lyrics or his little poem that he recites at the end of Thriller until the morning of. I mean, who, literally. Who wrote the poem? Michael did? No. Um, the same guy who wrote the song. Oh, Ron Temperton. Yeah, he okay. wrote he he wrote it literally in a cab on the way to the studio that morning. Darkness falls across the land. <laughs> and uh, it must be the worst Vincent Price impression I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, it sounds yeah. more like a. I don't know. Anyway, it took um, it took Vincent only two takes to do it, and it, the well. poem the poem actually has three verses, although you only hear two of them. During the uh, song, do you, I actually have the third missing verse? If you'd like to hear it, <gasps> is this a joke verse. that you like? No, it's not going to be. It's not going to be that once night. was a man from Nantucket. Spears is biting <laughs> on your neck. Human nature <laughs> is on repeat. <laughs> I don't know why I bother. <laughs> oh. I okay, to, I really do want to. I try to educate and entertain. <laughs> you know, it's, it's edutainment. In your mock. It's edutainment. No, this is great. I really want to hear this. I'm pumped about this. Okay. The demons squeal in sheer delight. It's you they spy, so plump, so right. For though the groove is hard to beat, yet still you stand with frozen feet. You try to run, you try to scream, but no more sun you'll ever see. For evil reaches from the crypt to crush you in its icy grip. What's interesting is that the making of the of Michael Jackson's Thriller was actually released as a uh, on video, and that became one of the most one of the leading best selling videos of all time. I think it sold eighty million copies. Yeah, just That's the insane. making. Good. Of I was the really entertained by, entertained by it. I like it. Hey, it's time for name that eighties tune, the weekly segment where we play a song from the eighties. If you know it, you write us in. Tell us the artist and the name of the song, and you get a chance to win something. So uh, let's listen to last week's tune so we can remember it. You guys recognize that? Oh, yeah. What is it? It's Edie Brickell. Yeah. Actually, we had a record number of entries on this week, a record number of winners. Only one person gets the prize, and that person is actually two people. John Holacek of St. Petersburg and Lawrence of St. Pete Beach. Two locals get it this week. So. Mm-hmm. 
We'll be sending you some freebies in the mail. But other people that won were Andrew from Austin, Texas, Lou Greeley from St. Pete, Jason Bilski from Waltham, Massachusetts. Do you know where that is, Sean? Shout out to Waltham. Yeah. Woo! Where is it? Woo! I grew up in Western Massachusetts. Waltham, I believe, is um, southeast of Westford, Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> Are you just making this up? <laughs> no, I think I played traveling soccer in Waltham. Traveling I I, soccer? Is that different than... Yeah, you know. I was on the traveling team. I oh, think okay. we really we beat Bilski one year. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Rich from Nokomis, Florida won, and Walter Cox from Ridgeland, Mississippi. So those are the winners. Oh, also, Contardi, our buddy Contardi, Craig Contardi won, and uh, David Toman from Taiwan, Jose Bermudez. I'm telling you, everybody won this week. I don't yeah. think anybody guessed and got it wrong. Wow. Which is unusual. Oh, this here's, week's tune. Here's this week's tune. <laughs> that's great. You like that one? Yeah. I do. Boy, oh, that's yeah. Kinda, that's but, kind of soft hit for you guys, though, isn't it? Yeah, uh, play it again. Yeah. 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 That's oh, yeah. good for you guys. Yeah. So if uh, you think you know the artist and the song title, email us at stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com and we'll let you know next week if you win. This is Lou calling all the way from St. Pete, Florida, and I too am stuck in the 80s. The famous Lou Greeley from St. Petersburg, one of our local fans. Sweet Lou. Sweet Lou. The, uh, you know, anybody can leave a fan greeting for us. All you have to do is go to our blog. Go to blogs.tampabay.com, click on Stuck in the 80s, and you'll see a toll-free number there. And uh, call it up and leave us a message. Just end it with the words, I'm stuck in the 80s, and we'll feature you on a future show. And while you're at the blog site... Also check on the blog of our good friend here, Sean Daly. He writes the pop music blog, and it is fantastic. Wow, you're a good man. Thank you. Hey, anytime. Hey, you know, but when I heard that, you know what I started thinking? I thought I started thinking that maybe that was the Weird Al version of the song, because I love the Weird Al version of Beat It. So eat it. Don't you tell me you're full. Just eat it. Eat it. Get yourself an egg and beat it. Have some more chicken. Have some more pie. It doesn't matter if it's boiled. Weird Al Yankovic is a golden guy. That's <laughs> good. It's funny. I laughed. I still laugh at those dumb parodies I all know. these years later. What's your favorite Weird Al parody? Um, another one rides the bus. <laughs> no, that's the first one that came to my head. But uh, Amish Paradise. That's Amish funny. Paradise. That's yes. funny. That's a good one. Fish Heads. Oh wait, that wasn't. Weird. No, that wasn't. Weird. <laughs> so let me ask you this question, Sean. Since you're the pop music critic, is there a oh, band God, out there right now well. that could create an album? As significant as Thriller today. Now, are we talking about a great pop album? Just, I have, just, I have a, just, a, just an album that would be considered in later years to be a, a top twenty of all time kind of an album. Like, what band has that in them right now? Uh, somebody, how many seven hits came off this thing? Seven yeah. hits. I mean, who you know, has I really a like. like I really like Kanye West a lot. A lot of people roll their eyes, but I think no. he's a pretty talented guy. Um, uh, the guy Pharrell Williams from the Neptunes and NERD. I think he has a solo album coming out. I think he's a guy. I'm thinking in terms of like somebody who 
kind of plays around with a lot of different genres, like Thriller did, did, but it also had all these like pop hooks and pop beats. You know, believe it or not, people are gonna laugh at this, but talking about just pure pop candy, I mean, I kind of like the last Justin Timberlake album. Wow, you can jump. I'm on so me. stunned, uh, I can't even. I know, can, I'm speechless. Have, that had some hits, and again, yeah. that was produced by Pharrell and the Neptunes. And it was obviously an homage to Off the Wall, but anyway, yeah. I mean, who who do you think? I mean, God, I know it's hard. I mean, and and even if you could, it's it still wouldn't have that like hysteria no, that Thriller did. Everything else. Well, I mean, I gotta be it. honest. I'm not a big pop fan anymore. I mean, when I listen to to current, when I listen to non 80s music now, I listen to more rock oriented. So I would think I would lean more towards Green Day, maybe. Yeah, but I mean, the way Green Day doesn't really, you know, the last thing was like a rock opera. I mean, you know, yeah. American Idiot. But maybe, I mean, I, I like Green Day a lot too, so maybe you could have. I mean, that. I'd love to see you too put out something like this. You know, you yeah. were talking about how something like this couldn't happen again, but I mean, wasn't Thriller? How much did it benefit from the advent of MTV? That Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it was new, it was different, and yeah, and never seen before. Yeah, that's, if it was, it, yeah, it was like a chicken or the egg. MTV fueled this. Hysteria. Exactly, it was like two cultural phenomena. Yeah. kind of classic. So you almost months. have to kind of wait for the next, for the next MTV kind of phenomenon to happen yeah. in order to to instigate another album. You know, like and, and the music industry is so fractured these days. I mean, yeah. you know, it's it's a singles market again. You know, I mean, this kind of worked as an album. I mean, they were all singles, but you know, people don't even seem to care about doing yeah. albums anymore. You think, this was like think a that's kind of album. iTunes has some sort of role in that? Oh like, yeah, because it wouldn't. I mean. Um, an album like this would never sell that that many copies again either yeah. because people just don't buy CDs like that, you know. It's, like l- it's almost like the we're going back to like the 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 50s and 60s yeah. when it was like, you know, 45s and stuff. Yeah. Interesting. Never yeah. thought of it that way. Wow, what a bummer way to end this. It's such so sad. <laughs> it is. But but he had his moment and if it never happens again then we'll always have it. I'm glad I was around for it. It was because, awesome. Yeah. It's still, and like listening to it today, I was really having a lot of fun yeah. driving to work in my one gl- white glove. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to the, duck cops the cops didn't really <laughs> like it. <laughs> they did. When I gave him the finger. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. Well, that's well, great. This, I've had a great time. It was a great I podcast. Did too. Yes, definitely. And we'll be, again, we'll be here back here next week for another show. And until then. Mama say, Mama say, Mama kusa. Mama say, Mama say, Mama kusa. Oh, God. <laughs> Sean, Kathy, and I remain here firmly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the online departments of the St. Petersburg Times and TBT. The weekly podcast is engineered by Mr. Dave Morrison. Special thanks to David Peterkowski for our show opener. If you'd like to blog us, please do. Our blog address is www.tampabay.com slash blogs slash 80s. And remember, you can subscribe to the show at iTunes. Can you dig it?